As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Dream Power Radio, the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. Hello, 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 and welcome to Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. I'm your host, Debbie Specter Weissman, the Dream Coach. This is the show where we talk about dreams, both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can use them to make the internal shift to a life you love. What are you dreaming about these days? There's a lot of anecdotal stories about the increase of the amount of dreams lately, with lots of people talking about having weird dreams, nightmares, all sorts of vivid dreams they've never had before. Is this a new phenomenon? Or are we just talking more about dreams simply because it's just something to talk about? We're going to explore all this with dream and sleep expert, Sivia Gover. Sivia is the director of the Institute of Dream Studies, leads workshops and panels on dreams, and is the author of several books, including The Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep. Welcome to Dream Power Radio, Sivia. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, Sylvia, are you hearing about people having more dreams than ever before? Well, I, I am. I am. I'm always hearing about people who have a lot of dreams just by the nature of my work. But certainly what I'm noticing and what people are noticing is changes in their patterns of dreaming. Some are dreaming more and they're dreaming more vividly. But I've had some clients and students in my courses who tell me that they're having trouble with dream recall. So changes, I think, is the most important word here. So what are you finding uh, is different about the people who say they're having different dreams? People are commenting that their dreams are more vivid and strange. And also, some people are saying they're more long, sort of epic narrative dreams. So we're getting some of that. And certainly people are talking about elements of the pandemic that are creeping into their dreams. People are in Zoom meetings a lot in their dreams now, or you know, noticing suddenly that they're not six feet apart from the other dream characters and having anxiety about that. Mm. So yeah. And how are you allaying their anxiety? 
the most important thing I think, the most important message that I have to share in terms of anxiety is that all of these dreams are coming to us for help, health, and healing. So no matter how bizarre, no matter how strange or even scary and disturbing the dreams are, to take some time with them and play with them and see if you can't find the message the dream might be giving you that might help you in these times. Hmm. Have you found that your dreams have changed as a result of the pandemic? Well, I certainly have had different dream content, um, as stated, you know, I'm one of those people who have elements of the day-to-day shifts are seeping into my dreams. Um, you know, see, you know, seeing people wearing masks in my dreams or um, talking to people through screens like you and I are doing today. I always sort of have epic, vivid narrative dreams, and that is certainly continuing. I would say I've had a little more lucid dreams, and I have a theory about why that is. So, okay, well, why why are you having more lucid dreams? Tell me. <laughs> it won't keep you in suspense. You know. I have been worried as others have. I, don't, I know I'm not alone in that. And so I've been waking up more frequently in the night and having less consistent, you know, blocks of sleep. And I find that when I dip in and out of sleep like that, I tend to have more lucid dreams because we're coming closer, you know, we're going through those dream cycles and sleep cycles and coming closer to waking and dipping back in. So we sort of extend those lucid um, opportunities, those opportunities to get conscious and aware in our dreams. Going back to uh, people having vivid dreams, why do you think people are having more vivid dreams than, than usual? I think that people are remembering the vivid dreams more than usual. And I think part of that is because For a lot of people, not everyone, their sleep schedule has changed. A lot of people aren't having to wake up as early for work. Either they're not commuting, they're just working via Zoom, or they're not working at all because of the pandemic so that they're not waking up to an alarm clock, which lets them wake up naturally after that final long REM cycle. Our last REM cycle in the morning is our longest one. And that's where most vivid narrative dreams take place. So they're able to remember them more easily. Do you find that there's a correlation between stress in general and remembering your dreams? Well, I think that there, again, it's so hard with dreams to say any one thing is true for all people. It's so individual. But reasons why stress influences our dreams, as I said before, Waking up in the middle of the night actually can help with dream recall because when we wake, when we have those short awakenings or sometimes long, as the case may be, we can bring our dreams to consciousness and we can remember them more easily. But also stress brings intensity of emotion. And we know that our dreams are filled with emotion. Emotion is one of the key features of dreams because of the neurochemistry of the dreaming brain. So certainly stressful times will bring about more memorable, vivid, and emotional imagery. Mm -hmm. And people tend to remember them because they are more intense. Exactly. 
Okay, what do you say to people who are, are having this phenomenon? They, they haven't in the past remembered their dreams and all of a sudden now they're remembering them and they don't know what to do with them. So what do you say to them? Well, I say, first of all, congratulations, because having access to your dreams is a great gift, even though for some people it doesn't seem that way right at first. And the first step to um, receiving them and reaping some of their benefits is very simply to spend a little time with them. And especially if you can spend time with them in a state of curiosity and open-minded attention, their messages might start to reveal themselves to you without a lot of uh, fancy interpretation or need for you know, deep study. So you find it that they don't really have to, to have a, a deep, deep understanding to just sort of get the basics of it? Is that what you're saying? Well, what I mean by deep understanding is, in other words, you don't need to go to school for dream studies or have an expert at hand, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, although certainly, you know, those are wonderful, um, wonderful supports when needed. But dreams come to everyone they're so natural. They're as natural as breathing. So we're all naturally equipped to understand our dreams. We just have to recondition ourselves because we've been taught that they're complicated and elusive. Um, I find the more people relax, the simple act of writing down a dream will sometimes give you that aha moment as you're writing it or as you're telling it to somebody they'll sometimes start to see it with a new clarity that you didn't have when it was just rolling around in your mind. So yeah, it's simpler, I think, than people think. Yeah, I think, I, and I, I think that's true, and especially, you know, if you can tell your dream to somebody, just the act of talking about it, it gets you out of your head and it out, out into the world, and it does make it clearer to you. You may, you may, you may remember things when you're telling it that you didn't remember when you had the you know, first we're thinking about the dream. And, yeah, so simple. Insight, you know, yeah. and, and I think one of the, the interesting things now that, you know, people are talking more about dreams in general lately is, is just they're talking about them, that it's, it's not this weird phenomenon. People realize, yeah, we, we all dream. <laughs> I know. You know, I have this little internal hashtag in my mind. It takes a pandemic. <laughs> You know, all these different things that um, it's taken this huge shift and this huge cataclysmic event to grab our attention about certain things. And one of them is to get dreams into the public discourse. Every magazine, every newspaper you open up, they're finally talking about dreams. And this is what it took. I know. Well, you know, it's not only, you know, I, of course, yeah, because I've read a lot of news, newspaper but, uh, social media posts and all kinds of things. But I was watching a late night TV show the other night and the hosts and the guests were talking about their dreams and they were analyzing each other's dreams. And it was like, finally, <laughs> something I hadn't seen before. Yeah. And, and I'm very glad it's entering the public discourse. I'm sorry that this is what it took, but I do hope that this is a gift people will take forward with them. You know, that we can become people who talk about, learn from, are entertained by, and enlightened by our dreams. 
Well, you know, maybe we'll go back to the way it was because like 150 years ago, it was very commonplace for people to get up yes. and talk about their dreams over breakfast with their families. And it should be that natural and that basic to our lifestyles. Well, yeah, if you should go back to the history of dreams, it was that way thousands and thousands of years ago. And uh, somewhere along the line, we just kind of forgot it. But that's why people like you are here to help remind us that it's very natural. It's all a part of our life, which brings me back to another area of your study, which is sleep, that sleep itself. Talk to me about how the way we sleep affects our dreams and how you know this pandemic may have, may have an effect on that yeah so my focus with sleep is mindfulness and in this context what i mean by that is bringing some more attention and awareness into our sleep so we know perhaps that we're feeling more anxious we're feeling more worried so we can enter sleep a little more consciously. Take that time before bed to do some meditation, even a very brief meditation, five minutes of observing the breath and observing your thoughts. And what that's gonna do, oh, and one other thing that we were, you and I were talking about a little before um, we started this formal interview is gratitude. So how we enter sleep does affect our dreams and the quality of our sleep. So that when you go to bed grateful, studies have shown that it helps you to sleep better and dream better. So more important now than ever to, you know, rather than count sheep or in addition to, to count your blessings as you're falling into sleep. As I mentioned, doing a little mindfulness meditation before sleep also has been shown to help the quality of sleep and the quality of your dreams, meaning both that you have a better chance of remembering them and that you have a better chance of having dreams that aren't only on the fear and anxiety spectrum, but also bring in other elements, you know, hope and clear guidance and joy. Hey, can you explain a bit more about what you mean by uh, doing a little meditation? Are you talking about something long and elaborate or just a few sentences or tell, tell me what you mean? It could be anything from a few simple moments as you're sitting at the edge of your bed or tucking in at night to just notice your breath and see if you can relax the breath a little bit so it becomes longer and smoother and focus on that as you're falling asleep, to actually sitting down sometime between dinner and bedtime and doing a five, 10 or 20 minute meditation where you can either focus on your breath to quiet your thoughts and bring yourself to the present moment or take advantage of any of the wonderful meditations you can access through apps and websites, YouTube, uh, these days. So to actually listen to a guided meditation to help you relax and become more present. That's the goal. And does this actually have an effect on your sleep cycle uh, specifically? Yes, it has an effect on your ability to access that deep restorative sleep that everybody's after. They've done studies that show 
that's a mindfulness meditation before bed works as well and usually better than the sleep medications that are available. So it really has a big effect. Oh, that is wonderful to hear. Uh, we're going to talk more about dreams and sleep and everything that's going on these days uh, with expert Sylvia Gover. We're going to be right back. What do Thomas Jefferson, Elias Howe, and Paul McCartney have in common? They all understood the value of dreams. And as a result, the ideas, inventions, and creations from their dreams affect us to this day. What great ideas are you leaving on your pillow at night? Sign up for a complimentary consultation at my website, thedreamcoach.net, and discover why your dreams are a terrible thing to waste. Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. Yes, welcome back to Dream Power Radio. I'm your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman, and we're talking about dreams with sleep and dream expert, Sylvia Gover. Sylvia, I'm just wondering about uh, types of dreams that people have. Uh, you say they're more, you know, people in general having more vivid dreams these days, but do you think that's specifically related to the pandemic and everything we're going that's going on these days, or are there other reasons for that? I think it is related to the shift in lifestyle for many people that the pandemic has brought about. So as I mentioned, changes in people's day-to-day schedules, you know, and also the heightened emotions. Now, it's important to remember, though, that we're always dreaming. We're always dreaming. And we're probably having a lot of vivid dreams all the time. But it's an issue of whether or not we remember them. And one of the keys to remembering dreams that dream experts are always saying is, don't wake up with an alarm clock, wake up naturally. And more and more people are being able to do that right now in these current conditions. Yeah, that's a very good point because uh, people that we've even said that if you, one of the things I've always said is if you want to remember your dreams and you do use an alarm clock, set it like a half hour earlier than you usually would, put it on Sue's, go back to sleep, and then you're going to have a dream at that point that you will remember. Exactly. It's another little little tip for that. Which brings me to my next question, because these are such unusual times, and inevitably, we're going to go back either to the way things were, or maybe it was a slight shift, depending on what's happening. Do you think that people who are remembering their dreams now will continue to, or do you think they're just going to go back to their old patterns and and forget about this little phase in their life? I think there's going to be a, a combination. I think some people really will, during this time, realize what they've been missing, right? That this is interesting. If nothing else, I mean, for me and for so many people I work with, and I'm sure for you, Dreams are a rich source of guidance and inspiration, health, help, healing, all of that. So if people get a chance to access even a little bit of that, I don't think they're going to say goodbye to their dreams so easily. Uh, At the same time, I think that if people have to go back to a -a workaday schedule where they're back with that alarm clock again and they're rushing in the morning, they'll lose some of that recall. I want to get into another subject about that's related to that, which is 
people are having dreams because they're remembering dreams, but they're just remembering dreams because they're having the dreams. There is a way that they could program their dreams and have, you know, looking for a specific effect. Can you talk a bit more about that and how people can do that? Sure. What you're talking about now, some people call dream incubation. I call it inviting dreams, just inviting them in. So very simply, before bed, if you're thinking about something strongly, if you have an emotional connection to a question, and you write that question down before bed, so perhaps you want to, you're thinking a lot about your physical health. A lot of us are worried, very worried right now about our physical health or are experiencing symptoms. So you can write in your journal, tonight in my dream, I will learn the best thing to do to stay healthy, or I'll learn about the root of this illness and what I can do to alleviate it. And then go to sleep, think about that intention, not too forcefully, you know, maybe repeat it two or three times as you're falling asleep, and be ready to write down any dreams you might have. And I say it's very important to have faith that whatever dreams you've had are addressing your question, even if on the surface at first, it doesn't seem like it. So talk to somebody about that dream afterwards with the uh, faith and the positive intention that this dream is somehow answering your question and see what you can learn from it. It's at the very least, it's a lot of fun and with and over time, it becomes an amazing tool that you have to invite answers to the questions that you have. It's just so true, and it is so effective when you do put it into practice. Uh, I want to get back into uh, specifics of some dreams. I want to ask your take on the following. What do you think it means if you have dreams about having the virus? Hmm. It's always so hard to answer any question because there's no one-size-fits-all answer, but I could answer in terms of what it might mean if I had a dream of having the virus, and then, you know, listeners, I would invite them to take the question into themselves and see what they come up with. But for me, if I'm in good health, but if I'm dreaming that I have this virus, I might ask myself, what does virus mean to me? Or what does coronavirus mean to me? Do I see it as an attacker? Do I see it as a threat? And I might ask myself, because the dreams are often talking to us about our emotions or our psyches, our soul. In what way does my soul and my psyche feel under attack or under threat? Or is this dream playing out my worries and my concerns? So there's so many different levels to look at it, but definitely check out the metaphoric level first because that's usually how dreams are talking to us. So yes, obviously we're all worrying about it. We're all hearing about it. But beyond that, what specifically are my associations to coronavirus, to viruses in general, to something, a bug I have, something that's bugging me. It's true. And it's so true that dreams are personal. What it means to you is what's most important as opposed to what it might mean to somebody else. Uh, but getting back to that, just as examples, you said you had dreams about masks. What does that mean to you? Ah, 
So, right. So these days, masks mean something different than they did to me a few uh, months ago or a month and a half, however long it's been. Now, a mask means to me protection in a way that I help protect others as well as myself. Previously, I would have thought a mask dream had something to do with my persona or my personality, right? Am I hiding my face or am I showing a different face to the world, right? Now it might shift a little. Maybe now a mask means to me, how am I protecting myself? How am I protecting others? Mm. Or what elements of myself am I masking? Am I covering up? Uh-huh. And again, this is, just shows how personal it is uh, because a mask could still mean a protection to somebody else or, or a cover or hiding to somebody else. So it's always true. Whatever dream you have, the important thing is to ask yourself, what does this symbol mean to me? And take it from there. And, and also figuring out what, what your emotional connection to it is, which yeah. also... It would, I think, would you agree that that has an important component in figuring out what any dream means? Absolutely. The limbic system, the part of our brain where our intense emotions come from, is highly activated when we're dreaming, as is the parts of the brain that help us create metaphor. So metaphor and emotion are two of the most important aspects to look at with a dream. Mm-hmm. I want to shift back to sleep for a second because I had a question that actually came up in a conversation I had, and I want to know what your take of it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who is a high school English teacher and is now teaching online their students. And she has found that, you know, originally they had the school system said, you know, you, you should be online, you know, from 9 to 1 in the afternoon, something like that. And she found that she had to change her hours to like nighttime. Because all of her teenagers, or, or a huge percentage of them, weren't sleeping, or they would, you know, they would stay up until four in the morning and sleep for a couple hours and then get up. So they were totally missing this early morning school time. And I wonder, you know, if you can comment on on that from your perspective as as a sleep expert and what that might mean. Yeah. Well, first of all. We do know that teenage, and first of all, I think this teacher is wonderful for shifting the times to accommodate her students and taking their needs into consideration because the way school schedules are set in general are antithetical to the way that especially teenagers sleep. Teenagers do need more sleep and they tend to sleep later and they tend to learn better if school starts later. So God bless this teacher, she or he sounds wonderful. But also there's a negative side in all of this, which is that my guess is that teenagers, one of the things that's keeping them up late at night is their social media, you know, and their devices and their screens, and that's really not good for their sleep. So whereas it's natural and healthy for teenagers to want to sleep late and have a long sleep period, introducing the screens and, you know, face it, the addiction that so many of us and including and perhaps especially teenagers have to our devices and our electronics is not serving us when it comes to sleep. That's true for everybody, whether it's teenagers or or adults. Uh, In fact, it was funny. She was telling me that uh, one of her students texted her and she couldn't sleep. And she said, she said, 
So she said, it happened to be raining that night. She said, turn off all your electric devices and just listen to the rain fall and, and fall asleep by that. So 10 minutes later, she gets a text from her. Well, I'm on my phone. She says, no, 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 you have to go off your phone too. Just off of everything. And then you go to sleep. And then really? apparently she didn't hear from her, so I guess it worked. But, what a wonderful yeah. teacher. I just think she deserves an award. <laughs> she is a great teacher. Good advice. Yeah. Uh, and they've had to be so creative, you know, in this time to come up with ways to remain engaged. So it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And even get some chance to sleep themselves so they can find their own dreams at night. Yes. Yeah. So I know that normally you do a lot of workshops and things. Have you been able to do that during this time? Yeah. Yeah, I've been able to convert my workshops. I was already teaching online. I've been teaching for about years now. So I have had a lot of experience with that. But until, you know, this all started, I would do a lot of teaching in person and I would travel to do a lot of teaching uh, to groups in person. So now I've converted all that to online interactive uh, classes. And I also have a subscription class that people can start anytime and do at their own pace. And I do individual dream work. And again, more of my business used to be in-person visits, but now my business exclusively doing dream work with people online through whatever uh, technology works best for them, whether it's phone, Skype, Zoom, et cetera. Yeah. So I'm very fortunate in that way. Oh, great. Well, Sylvia, how can people find out about you and your work? Sure. Um, I'm very easy to find because there's only one Sylvia Gover, if you can spell it. So uh, my website is my name, SylviaGover.com, and that's T-Z-I-V as in Victor, I-A-G-O-V-E-R.com. Or look up my book, The Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep. And that has suggestions, tips, and techniques, both for sleep and dreams by incorporating mindfulness, lessons from yoga, and other um, wisdom traditions. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on Dream Power Radio today. We've been speaking with sleep and dream expert, Cynthia Gover. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Until next time, this is Debbie Spector-Weissman saying, sweet dreams, everybody. You've been listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. For more information on Debbie or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 